This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. And now, here's your host. He talks right, he knows his stuff, and he knows how to make a girl laugh. Thank you! I'm here all week. Right, Chris.
again, haven't I? Good evening. How the devil are we? I'll try that again, unmuted. That might work. That's the third time I've done it today. Um, yeah, let me read those names off to you again. Uh, and we've got Joe Chimlo, we've got uh, Maurice Potticino, Louis Enrique, Thomas Tuchel, Louis Fernandez, Zenedine Zidane, Frank De Boer, Stephen Gerrard, Robert Perez, uh, Rafa Benitez, Frank Lampard, Nathan Jones, Bruno Large, Dunga, Ralph Husenhall, Jesse March. I once said. Don't ask who we can get in who is better than Brendan Rodgers. I said, ask who is going to be out there that is worse. Scott Park was available. Like, okay, let me just say, um, everything is going wrong tonight. I've even, I've even got, he'll deny he said it when he gets on, but he didn't know I was actually recording on my phone. Uh, Brad actually said, you know what, Scott Parker. Hmm. Uh, so that's how bad you've got it. Claude Puel, let's not forget Mr. Puel. He's available as well. Look, where do we go from here? It's been, a, I have to say, third time I've muted myself. We've got no match of the day either. I know. What are we going to do on a Saturday night? Um, well, there's a couple of things you can do. Obviously, watch this first of all, and then go if you didn't see me this morning. My new podcast, Life's a Pitch. Yeah, see so what I did there. Uh, we are talking. Uh, Gary Lineker was right to say what he wants, or should he say it because he signed a contract with the BBC? Go and check it out. Uh, you, I may not. I may, I may not say what you think I'm going to say. Uh, and then also tonight, ladies and gentlefolk. Uh, match of the day would usually be on at half ten. Now, I don't know if it is because the football focus at lunchtime was cancelled altogether. But we did have an, we did have an edition of Bargain Hunt. And, you know, you can't go wrong with an old edition of Bargain Hunt. It was almost, almost as exciting as watching Leicester play Chelsea. But if you're not doing anything at half ten, you don't really want to watch that shit again, do you? Tune into this. GB News, Mark Dolan tonight. Um, Mark Dolan, you may remember, if you're old gits like myself and Brad, he used to be the host of Balls of Steel. Oh, that was that was when that was when entertainment was at its peak, you know. Uh, I'm on there, 10.30, alternative match of the day, talking this match. God help me. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope it's a delay in case I actually swear at all. But look. I'm not going to have a rant because I'd only be repeating what I repeated last week. Let's have a look what you guys have said and then we'll bring my guest in. Uh, Michael Gamble said Rogers got to go now. Scott says Brendan Rogers got to go now. <laughs> and then everybody's reminding me that I haven't got mute on. Um, you can't hear me, can't hear me, can't hear me. Now, okay. Um, you do have a voice. Well, to be honest with you, I don't know if I was screaming that much earlier. Uh, same old merry-go-round, says Boris. Yeah, yeah. Paul Goody, evening, Chris. Taxi for Rogers? I think Uber. I think he deserves an Uber. I'll start to just give him page up. Pearson? Uh, well, we might come on to the possible replacements later. Nate, back. Hi, do, Nate. How are you? Um, seen the score, how was it? 
you're going to get different opinions. I thought it was shit. Brad actually didn't think we played that badly overall. Um, you make your own mind up when you hear it. Or well, hear us. Uh, Balls of Steel. Love that show. Well, tune in at half ten tonight. GB News. It's just after talk news or talk radio, whatever it is. Um, Channel 4 Classic. It was. And talking of being a classic, let's put him in. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day, goodbye, good night, whatever. Brad, good evening. And you're on mute as well. <laughs> I'll unmute you, don't you? Press. I know, you unmuted me as I unmuted me. And brilliant, oh, for God's sake. I thought I'd join in the fun, mate. Oh, <laughs> you, see, yeah. you see, folks, it's not just me. I know, it's just the last time it does this to your brain. But yeah. uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to correct you uh, there. I don't think we played well. It's just the performances have been so dire in the last week. So the fact that we actually improved and we're still bad tells you where we're at. That That's exactly what I said. They were my exact words. I didn't say I was exactly pleased or at, with, with, with what I saw, but it's... It's bad. I mean, I'm at this point now. Yeah, I mean, I, I joking with, with you backstage when we're talking Lampard and and Scott Parker, but Brian Little, all is forgiven. Peter Taylor, after Stan Collymore's interview on this channel, all is forgiven. Mark McGee, I know you can fuck off, stay away. But you, you know, I, I, I take them back right now over this choice. Call Powell, you're all forgiven. Come back and play the negative football. We love it. We love it here, Leicester. <laughs> Did you say Claude Prowl then? Because I said that. Yeah, the bring other him day. back. No, all, all is, yeah, well, all is forgiven. Forget it. All is forgiven. Brian Little, you know, Pete Taylor, you know, Claude Paul. If you want the second crack of the whip, you can't do it. You won't do any worse than this clown. Come on. All is forgiven. Except for Mark McGee. He's just a twat. No one likes him. No. I don't know if I can go as far as Peter Taylor. I actually. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just hurt, mate. I'm just being dramatic. I'm well, hurt. Somebody mentioned David Pleat on the. Uh, <laughs> I actually went. Mm, is he still alive? <laughs> That's how bad it's got. Look, I mean, <sighs> I thought once we scored the goal and got it back to one all, I thought we actually did did play okay for a few for a while after that. But it's just the basics. I mean. Tell, I mean, you know, th th this was his lineup. He started off with this. Uh, if I can just get it up here, um, he says, I can't. Yes, I can. No, I can't. Let's have a look. It is going to be one of those days today, isn't it? I tell you what pissed mm. me off right from ah, because I did say I wasn't going to have a rant, didn't I? Yeah, I lied. <laughs> you lied. I lied. Rant incoming, everybody. <laughs> Put the children away. Put them in the cupboard under the stairs. I was pissed off before the ball was even kicked. In the tunnel, every man and their dog on the Leicester side was shaking hands with the French Voldemort and hugging him. I just hope that one of our players had some Novacek on the edge of a ring or something. Because what the hell were they doing? James Madison, he did not even look up and applaud your goal when you scored it against Southampton. That's how, what a dick he is. And that there were you, oh, it's nice to see you again. Too well, I kind of understood, but no, come on. It's, it is, it is. It's baffling. But this is the most annoying thing, mate. 
I, I, um, I loved the lineup. I was buzzing to see the lineup. Okay, Amati was in there, but Amati makes me worry. Vestergaard, well, is the only other option because we know Solange doesn't exist in this team. He's a figment of our imagination, fans. So I don't even class it as as the fact that he's fifth choice centre back and Marty's technically he is third choice. That's why he's there. Um, but I was excited nonetheless. I thought, okay, he's he's going to, and I, I called it in in in, in the post in the, in in the watch along, didn't I? I said it's a five. It was a five three two, uh, and it was that that was to make us go to a five in the midfield when we had the ball. And I thought this team could do things here and. For the bit parts, in that, especially in that first half, like you say, until they scored, and then after we got that equaliser, you had that little bit of feeling of going, okay, if we can get the next goal and get a nose in front, we could win this, and then it just kept being shite creep. But I, mean, I, said, I said this, and this is what I mean, like, better performance in the last two games in terms of showing actually anything going forward. But it sums it up when Chelsea and Leicester making the same amount of mistakes as each other and they're scoring three of theirs and we're only still scoring one. Yeah. that That's the biggest, biggest gripe you have with a performance like this. I panicked. I'm not going to be honest. I, I, I said to you, I've got a dicky tummy at the moment at the best of terms today. And when I saw the lineup and the BBC had put a Marty where Barnes normally plays, I was happy yeah. an absolute like, what? Um, but finally, they, they, they worked it out and realised that he wasn't playing in an attacking left midfielder. Um, but I mean, I just don't know what to say because I mean, we beat very poor on the day Aston Villa, extremely poor Tottenham Hotspur. Um, other teams around us are not doing what they should. Liverpool. What the bloody... Three times, Liverpool, I've asked you for help this Don't season. swear at me. Don't swear at me with Liverpool. I'm still annoyed at them. <laughs> what, what score did you predict again, Brad? I foolishly went against my uh, my uh, own instincts and I predicted Liverpool to win 3-0, only mere seconds after saying I can, however, see Bournemouth sneaking this 1-0. But you didn't go for 1-0, did I know, you? I know, I know, I didn't. I went 3-0 three, three Liverpool. No, you went 3-0 Liverpool. You're quite yeah, right. Like, like, You're quite right. I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was a weekend of VAR, but Liverpool could not... Like I say, they, they, they didn't do us a favour against Nottingham Forest, they didn't do us a favour against Leeds United, and they didn't do us a favour against bloody Bournemouth. What? I mean, let, let's just for one second... We maybe we not maybe not the shittest team when it comes to performances because we we beat four one we beat Tottenham Hotspur and then we went and lost four nil to three um, nil sorry to Man United they beat Man United their biggest rival seven nil and then went on to lose to um, to Bournemouth one nil. Yeah, but that's the nine nil curse, mate, because we beat Southampton nine nil and went on to lose to them two was it two nil or two one at King Power? Yeah. So nine nil curse and no, Rogers has still made us the worst team going in this division. It's only because there's four teams that have mathematically, you know, less than us in either points or goal difference that we're 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 not also statistically placed as the worst team in this division right now because oh, it's just annoying. It's just annoying. 
I'm, I'm it's annoying to watch. The camera picked out Jerry, Jerry, Gary Lineker, and Peter Shilton in in the, in the crowd. Well, there's some fans in the comment that want Peter Shilton back in goal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're not going to do a. I can't be asked. That's how fed up I am. I cannot be asked to do a player ratings tonight because I would argue with you. I know because I would be giving every one of them, apart from possibly Madison and Mendy, no higher than a two. And I'm not. I'm not saying that we know we've not had worse performances, but we we. How many times have I said this, Brad? We cannot do the basics. What colour were we yeah. playing in? <laughs> well, you you think it was blue, but sometimes what? it's not that obvious. No, it's not because they seem to like passing the ball to players in yellow. And in fairness, Chelsea kind of often like play, play, passing it to a player in blue. But we went, yeah. oh, excuse me, Mister Chelsea, you've passed it to me by mistake. Here, have it back. That's how bad we were. Yeah, but you. Do you remember them fans that when we were saying all this about Leicester's performances and Leicester's um, ability to crumble back in September and October? It will sort itself out, be fine, stop moaning, we'll be all right, we'll think. We're, we're in March and we're still passing it to nobody, we're still passing it into space, we're still not reading the game, we're still losing games, we're still struggling to defend. So, so when, when, when do I start worrying? Do I start worrying when I wake up on August the 31st and realise I'm not sat at Leicester versus Newcastle in a Premier League game? I've actually turned up to a Leicester game and we're playing Stoke. Is that when I start worrying that we might oh, be no, really you I don't, I don't know. Be a Tuesday night, remember that. Oh, no, only away. It has to be away. This will be a home uh, game. I want to go to Stoke. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, so, you know, when, when, when do we have the right to start worrying yeah. and start wanting change? Because we're in the same slump and same crap defending that we were at the start of the season when people tell you there's loads of games to go it's running out now so it's getting even more panicky I kind of I think felt I what happened, I did what everybody else did and we're going to talk about the game itself in a minute but I just want to talk about the overall there's just a malaise about the club at the moment I don't think Top was there again um, I don't maybe, know Maybe somebody needs to send in videos of these of these things. Um, but just before the World Cup, he, I think he saved his job. I think he should, would have gone then had he not had that run of decent results. The problem is there were decent results, and no disrespect, against crap teams. Yeah, although they're going to be teams we need to be picking up points off in these last... Well, they're not 11. now. We're crapper, but... But you yeah, know what I'm saying, the team, yeah. we weren't, you know, when you looked at who we'd beaten, we shouldn't really have been probably as confident as we were. No, we had no right to be confident. Even when we did start to play these teams in a run of games, it was nothing to be confident about. We had no reason to be. And, you know, you said there, there seems to be something about Leicester. And I said this to you backstage, so I, I, I'm going to say it now, right? I, and I know I've already said his name tonight, but, Peter Taylor, that was a horrid, that horrible pre-season under Taylor where everybody was ditched out of the club. He wrecked the club, ripped it limb from limb and brought in his own aquatics. You know, like I said about it, it was Stan Collinmore. Fair play to the guy, you know, doesn't hold no malice. Peter Taylor wanted to do it different. It was a disaster, okay? 
Then we had the Malaga incident. You know, pre-season, what an absolute disaster. What do them two seasons have in common, Chris? The two We're things in common in them really. seasons. Yeah, yeah. So we had two disastrous winners for one reason or another. We had two disastrous pre-seasons for two completely different reasons and it ended in relegation. We've had a disaster of a pre-season. Secrets kept between owner and manager, it seems. Misinformation, withholding the information, not being willing to tell the honest truth because they were scared to admit that they weren't going to have the funds available, which we were praying and hoping for. Um, torrid pre-season, the Fafana incident, the French Voldemort that he is. Um, the 6-2, the 5-2, when the season got going, kind of merits that. Mm. What's that famous saying? History has a funny habit of repeating themselves. And if you if you don't learn from your mistakes, you keep making them. What goes Torrid around pre- comes around. Yeah. I'm I, now... On that point, then we'll go to some comments. Um, yeah. Do you remember what happened last time we were about to move into a new stadium? Yeah, we got relegated. Well, we did two things. We got relegated, yep. We also went bust. Now, I don't think we're going to go bust, obviously. No, no. Uh, 90 million. I mean, the, the chairman's... The, the problem was we spent a lot of money trying to be in the top four and ending up fifth. And, we, we did, you know, that did not come, not at a cost, if you know what I mean. Um, but he's written off a lot. But we've still got 70 million to go against that that we got in for the sale of Fafana that won't be in until mm. next season's accounts, which may look better because we might, well, we'll certainly have more games if we're in the championship. But if I was top, and I want to give, I want to give, I want to give top a bit of advice here. Don't build the stadium yet. Because if you're going in on doing it and we go down, it's going to be one huge empty stadium. Because if you've got clubs like Luton, Milton Key, I don't know what other club, Bristol City, other clubs, no disrespect to them. We ain't going to be filling that stadium. Um, and I just think, is it, let me ask you this, Craig gets absolutely peed off because I always say to him, if we lose it, is this going to be uh, Roger's last game? <laughs> um, and, and I think that pretty much the, the sense of opinion is um, he will probably be here till the end of the season. I don't think it's ever too late to sack a manager. I think there can be. I think there can be, or not so much too late, but you're, you, you you make a sacking when you're pre-planning for next season. So normally it's never too late because any manager can come in and, you, and re-galvanise a dressing room and, and, and the, the whole reason the words great and escape go together, not just because of the movie, but teams have done it. Not necessarily by sacking managers, but it has been done through a manager coming in and changing the fortune sometimes. So it's never too late, but sometimes you do get a sacking where it's just, well, we ain't staying up. So that's prepare for next season. We don't want you as our manager for next season. So we're going to make the change now. But there comes a point where you watch them actually go out there and try to try and play attacking football. And yes, I did say that right. They did try to try and play football today with very little success in in the greatest aspects of things when you look at it. And I'm just worried, could it technically be already too late 
to get someone in to regalvanize that dressing room and get them going. Has Top played him played himself in this way? And now he's going to be forced to keep Rogers and put his hands together and pray, like we're all doing as football fans. Whether you're religious or not, you're praying that now that Leicester do enough to stay up and and then sort it out in the summer. And that's what he's gambling with. And it's the same gamble he took with spending, allowing the money to be spent, not knowing if we're going to be in Champions League or Europa League. The gamble's fine unless he doesn't pay off. And yeah, yes, that's yeah. where we're at now. I think you you know you have to look at examples. Um, who was it? Sam Allardyce? Was it West Brom or Sunderland? He went. I think Sunderland, wasn't it? He went to mm. and he kept them up very late. David Moyes, the first time at West Ham, he kept them up. I honestly think Nigel Pearson might may well have kept Watford up, but they yeah. stacked him with two games to go, which might be a bit silly. Um, so it doesn't work for Watford, but it can work. And I want to look at last season and Burnley, who are probably going to be replacing us because we'll be going down as they're coming back up. Um, they tried it last season. They got rid of Sean Dyche. And they gave the job to Ben Mee, didn't they, as a caretaker manager, player, captain. Yeah. Uh, and for about three or four games, he actually started winning. And it actually gave them hope. As Dan said, they took the shackles off. He let them play. He gave them you know, renewed vigour, renewed hope. All right, I think it was the wrong thing because he hadn't got the experience to carry that through. And after the first couple of games, uh, it kind of fell apart. But had they not changed, they'd have been, I think, in a worse position. And I just think anybody coming in now... Um, I, I, I just think, will it just give it that lift that it needs? It's a strong possibility. You know, time will tell you that it's worked and, and it's happened again. The biggest problem you're in now is, you know, without knowing where Leicester are going to be playing their football next season, and it, it's real talk, real talk. Look at that table and tell, don't tell me it's not real talk that we don't know where we'll be playing next season. With how things are going and, and how tight it is, in that bottom 14, probably, even even up as high as Crystal Palace aren't out of it because they're on yeah. 27 points and, and, and that. So, until less than a position, any big-ish sort of name or very experienced manager isn't going to really chance the arm at taking that job. And then you're looking at your short-term options and then you're looking at what at what um, has happened before. And that is, you know, it's all well and good if it gives us a bounce, but a manager earns his graph when the players look to him after a defeat or a bad performance and how he mentally gets them ready and prepares them for that game. And that's when the likes of a Shakespeare gets offered a two-year deal because it, it, he just told them, go and play football and got away with it. Not got away with it, but they kept playing football. And then when the next season started, and went, right, Gaffer, what do you want us to do? He went, um... Go go play football because that's that's as much as I actually know. I don't really know how to do it. That's when we have a Shakespeare that also gets run out of a job by bad performances. So Leicester are in a very precarious position, not just in the league, but in what they do from this stage forward with, with regards to a manager. Because would would and I know he's not available, but would Sean Dyche look at Leicester now and go, yeah, I want to take that job? I'm not saying if he wasn't an Everton, he was still unemployed, and that's the one. No. Oh, if he was but, unemployed, if he was unemployed, 
Yes, I think he would. I, I mean, mate, mate, yeah, maybe. And that's the caliber of manager. But let's just say the names you named at the start. Let's say, and you know what I think of him, Joe Jim Lowe or Thomas Tuchel, Pochettino, right? Who, in the grand scheme of things, Leicester, a Premier League Leicester, can still sell the fact that they're a club that have a chance yeah. to regain that status back in the European side and maybe convince them enough to come in and do a job. But would they do it now? Not a chance. But if Leicester can, or Leicester are now, like I said, are in that position where if they stick with Rodgers, he's gone in the summer. See the job out, get us safe, have your pay off, fuck off, Pochettino, somebody, whoever, get that big name in, get that experienced manager in, even if it's not someone like that. I'm just using them as the example. I know, I know. I mean, and I Otherwise, we're stuck with a brewery Nathan Jones for eight months yes. before he tells them he's stopped being the best friend. It, it, the problem you've got, though, is I agree 100%, but we we know deep down, Jochim Lowe, um, Thomas Tuchel, Zinazine Zidane, uh, who was the other one we mentioned, Pochettino, they're not going to come to Leicester. As a club, we are not in the same league. Not points-wise, but we will never be, in our lifetimes, as big as Manchester United. We will never have the budget to give them like Manchester City have. You know, we haven't got the history that Liverpool have. So I don't think we can compete with them. Nathan Jones was an experiment that went wrong. Look at look at the gamble we took. Yes. But look at the gamble we took on Martin O'Neill. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Sometimes it goes well and it nearly didn't go well for Martin O'Neill. That was a gamble. That was a gamble on that that Sheffield United game that we stuck with him, and obviously the rest, as they say, is history. Um, look at Nigel Pearson. He's sacked. No, no, I don't think we should sack him just yet. All right, we'll stick with him a bit longer. Look what happened with him. Um, you know, who would have thought Claudio Ranieri would have done what he did? So there's a lot. I, I, I get, I do get your point, and I think Nathan Jones just unfortunately. He, he, he seemed to be doing all right at Luton. And, you know, they always say, like, oh, why don't these British managers get, you know, more chances? Maybe because they're shit. But um, I want to read you this, though. Right? This is the bottom. You can see the table there. And in fairness, That's I probably awesome. clipped the wrong table. And, guys, stick with us. We are going to come to the comments uh, uh, soon, I promise you. Um, just sorry, my phone's going. I just want to check that it isn't uh, GB News. What can I say? Um I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm with all the, uh, um, I've just been sent the link for that tonight. Um, Southampton, the last five games, uh, 1-2. Leeds United, the last five games, 1-1. West Ham United, last five games, 1-1. AFC Bournemouth, last five games, 1-1. Leicester City, last five games, 1-2. Everton, 1-1. One f- one. Nottingham Forest, 1-1. One, one. Wolves, 1-2. Um, Palace haven't won any. The difference with us is we are the only team in that bottom lot that's not getting draws. Yeah, and that's a scary thing because you could, you could sit there and look at that table and think... Well, it's not that bad had we, say, gone to Southampton and got a point and had we snuck a draw against Arsenal or something like that. 
the it's more worrying for Leicester because we're not picking up a lackluster point. We're not, you know, we're getting we're getting spanked around the park at home by Fulham. You know, and, and credit to them, they're having a great season, but Leicester should be going out there fighting to get at least a point out of it, giving everything. You know, games like that, Chris, they're the ones that are crucial to us. We lost to Southampton, we lost to Fulham, and again, I know Fulham had a good season, but we should be able to get them, get points off them. Uh, it's just annoying, and that's the thing where I think if Leicester do get relegated, they'll be looking at the fact that they just crumbled under pressure and couldn't hold on and take valuable points when they needed it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to put a poll up. Um, he's not very happy, but he's, I've told him he can't lay on the floor. Uh, just about uh, Brendan Rodgers. Um, Craig said to me the other day, when we did the programme, and he said it well, he said it a couple of weeks ago, and he reminded me the other day, talking about the draws, he said it's the draws that could, like we've just said, make the difference. But what also can make the difference, if you look at that, um, and again, I say it's a really, really bad, uh, I should have used a different uh, league table, but uh, we are, we've got minus nine uh, in the goal difference table. Um, Forest minus six, 26. Everton minus 18, Bournemouth minus 26, okay, West Ham minus 10, Leeds 11, but Southampton minus 21. That might make the difference, mightn't it? You muted yourself, Brad. It's because I can hear myself back through your screen or whatever it is. I can hear myself back through yours, so I was just muting. You're actually not echoing tonight at my end. Oh, well, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just this phone, I hate it. But yeah, it could come down to that, and that and that's why we need to stop getting our asses kicked each week. We need to actually start grinding out a one-all, grinding out a two-two. You know what I would take in a weird sort of messed up way? I would take us grinding out a game like we did against Brighton. You know when we drew two all and we actually yeah. at least came away with something instead of losing that game, which we nearly did. Right, I'd, I'd have been happier with that today. I'd have been happier with that against Southampton because at least then we'd have something to buffer us as well as that goal difference because it's going to say a lot. A hell of a lot of this season. If come the end of the season, Leicester are 17th on, and I said this a while ago, and I'm clearly proven, and it could be the case. I think you need 35 points to stay up the season. <sighs> I think that might do it for you. And I, you know, that's two points we could be doing with. You know, that's two points that we could be doing a lot lot more with and, and, and having something to get because if it gets to the end of the season we're 17th on say 33 points and yeah. West Ham or Leeds or wherever on 33 points and they go down because we conceded or scored more goals you know is, is it bad that we are actually thinking that we might only stay up on goal difference or by a one point that and that and that could have been a draw that we we threw away yeah, well, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just, well, it is. It's awful to have to talk about it, but it's it's where we are. It's what we're doing. It's what we're seeing week in week out. What 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 has that team or what has that manager done to convince us that we won't be in this relegation mm. battle and that we are going to perhaps rely on other teams being shitter than us this season? 
YouTube, forgive me for that swear word because I said shiter. So it's. No, I yeah. didn't. I, I, was, I was concentrating here. Um, only four votes in at the moment. But the question is if Rogers keeps us up, does he stay next season? No. Yes, no. And in honour of Brad being in the chat, don't know. So there's a fence in there for you to sit on if you want. No's just gone ahead, literally. Bye, no, bye, bye. sack it. As soon as the season's end, that's when you make the big payoff and you bring in the, 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 the new guy. Somebody's gone, don't know. I knew they would. Somebody's gone, don't know. Um, I want to read you, if you if you bear with me, because um, we always like to know what Brendan's got to say after a match, don't we? No. Um, and I'm just going to try and find it. Um, where are we? While I'm doing that, because it's not where it was, bloody Mercury keep changing things around. This did make me chuckle on the Leicester City website. Earlier in the week, Castagne says, we have no excuses. Well, I'll tell you what, I bet Brendan's got three or four or five tonight. <laughs> yeah, go on, I bet he'll blame the... He'll blame the, um, the, the rain that came down in the game. He'll blame the officials... I mean, they were poor. They were actually poor. Not I'm um, excusing them, but they were. They were. They they were a, a three-hour documentary we could do talking about the poor officiating in in this country. I mean, I mean, we're, excuses. What excuses can you have? But unless you're going to study the 1001 Jurgen Klopp, Jurgen Klopp excuses book. I don't know what excuses you can give. There is no excuses. Castagne is right. There's no excuses for a performance like that. There's no excuses to give them goals. You know, them delicate little finishes that look great, mate. They're laughable and disastrous to defence because they were five-a-side finishes. Yeah. They were a five-a-side team there that didn't know how to defend and just kick the ball away and that was their only way to defend and wouldn't go near you because they don't know what they're doing. It's just... I don't know if I say this, but thank God for Johnny Evans being back because at least <laughs> if you play for three at the back, Johnny Evans will be in there over a Martin. We'll have someone who can sit deep. I was going to come on to that later. I'm sure Dave will have something to say about Marty being back. Rogers on the game uh, says, I think he was harsh on the team. By the end, when it gets to 3-1 and you're down to 10 men, that last 10 minutes, players of that quality can keep the ball and hide the ball from you. Uh, what did they do? They actually shove it up the jumper, Brendan. So you can come off dejected. But for large parts of the game, we were right in it. Were you at another match? I mean, at one point, it showed that Rogers was sat there and he got his notebook and he's like, no, 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 no. Now, I immediately thought to somebody sat at school, you know, in the writing, I love you. Will you see me after yeah. school tonight? Because the next shot, it went, went to Graham Potter, who was then also writing down all of it to pay for his reply. Yes, I love you, Brendan. I'll meet you in the bar afterwards. <laughs> you know, um, we conceded a poor goal from the corner, but tonight uh, our way back in, uh, but fought our way back in and scored a really good goal. We should have scored before that with Dan Marty's header. We finished the first half really well. No, we finished the first half conceding a goal. Um, we regrouped at half-time, apparently. The players came out and started on the front foot, but had a couple of big chances and couldn't put them away. If you don't, especially against good sides, they can punish you, which is what happened in the end. Good sides? They're not a good side, though, are they? 
that they're becoming one again. But Jesus. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're a good side on paper in terms of the caliber of the players. You can't you you can't question that. They they have got some talented uh, players in there, but they weren't. They're not the most brilliant Chelsea in terms of confidence right now. I know they got the Borussia Dortmund result, which would have got them going, but. They weren't. They like you said, Chris. There, there was some spells in there where they were on edge. They were looking a bit frail, and we 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 saw it. I mean, we got the goal from it in a weird way because Chelsea got a bit nervy at one nil. Um, and the thing is, like I said to you, had, had, had we got through these last four games before this one, and we'd got better results, we'd probably be sat here going, "Oh well, you know, Chelsea had a bit of luck. We had a bit of luck. It was actually a decent game. Both sides just get the ball away. It was one of them. But it's the fact that we're on such a slump as well. It makes every mistake we make 20 times, 50 times, 100 times worse. Whatever number you're thinking of, double it in your head. And that's how worse it really is. A straight pass gets scrutinised and, and everything's just bad to see. I mean... Still at the stage of a career of his career. He's not a regular goal scorer. I know he'll be disappointed. I'm happy that he's there. It's just about the contact. I can't blame Kieran Dewsbury Hall. Because at the end of the day, we're human. They're human. And sometimes if it's a wet ball, or it's you, you just don't make the right contact. You know, even, even Messi and Ronaldo, you know, make mistakes like that. My worry is that we've got this great coach that loves dealing with the youth. And yet, Barnes had so much potential, but seems to have hit a brick wall. Kieran Dewsby Hall hasn't improved. And if you've got to say, is this as good as they get, then that's the worrying thing. This blame goes to the manager. The style of play doesn't allow them to be as effective as they are. I mean, again, I know we're not doing the match ratings, but again, Dewsbury Hall, if, if I was to give him one, it, it'd be he tried, but he just wasn't as effective as he has been we'll when go, he first started. We'll go through, um, we'll go through Jordan's ratings uh, and just have a chat. Yeah. do the full thing on screen. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't deserve it. No, they don't. But it, 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 they're, they're, they're the two players that you look at, and there's other players as well that you look at and go, well, the blame's on the system, how he asks them to play and how they go out and play the game and the way they're trained to do things differently on the pitch. So a little bit, full, well, a lot of it to me falls at the manager for that because he's the one that's restricting them playing in positions or playing in a manner that best suits them to individuals. I mean, for me, Dewsbury Hall, I just wonder, though, if Daka or Nacho, who isn't the most flavour of the month at times, although we're a bit more on board with Nacho, maybe because he's been here longer and we've seen what he can do in a season. But I just wonder if one of them had missed that Dewsbury Hall chances, would people have been slating him, saying this is why we don't start him, this is why that. And I don't know if maybe because he's boyhood, he gets a little bit away of it, but that was hacking by yes, that misc. Let's it face was. it, it was that. It summed up our performance. We had a golden opportunity to rob a point, like I've been saying all show, and like you said we should, we need to be doing. We had a chance to rob a point, and he acting by it. Yeah, he did. He did. Can I just say, though, um, I, I, as you know, I wasn't very, I wasn't keen on predicting against my team, but I got a point. 
<laughs> and yeah. I think I, I think I deserve the point more than the club deserve the point in the Premier League. Right, let's just go. We've got to have to go through some uh, chats because, guys, they you you be making you, you be making your comments, so we're going to go through them now. Thirty-three of you in the chat was thirty-six a minute a second ago. Please make sure you press that subscribe button if you are new, and be sure to smash the likes as well. It does help, and if you are. Feeling rather generous, just for one ninety nine of your good English pounds a month, you can become a member. And we're going to start, once we get a few more in, we're going to start having member-only shows and things like that. So get it, one ninety nine a month. What value? What can you get for? We can't even get a pint of beer for one ninety nine a month. Um, does sound convincing. Anthony, oh, well, I think I've done that one. Uh, the match of the day. Like I say, GB News, guys, don't forget, um, we are there tonight. Uh, be sure to be there or be square. Uh, GB News. Uh, I don't know what two, three, six, or seven. I think it is on the on you view. Um, Ten thirty. Talking football. Can you the new Alan Shearer? Mind you, I don't think that's. I'm more, I'm more likely to be the new Michael Owen, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> Paul, Paul Goody says, "Pleat in face blue smiling." <laughs> I think that's. I think that was actually an emoji that just didn't appear. Uh, Steve Smart, good evening. I think we were unlucky today. Should have had a penalty. We'll come on to that because you mentioned that earlier. Uh, missed some good chances. Things just don't go Rogers' way at the moment. He buys Christensen, starts playing well, brings our best in Barnes. He's got injured. Yes, but who got him injured? Mm, I mean, fair yeah. Fair play to Rogers. He got him through some training sessions of full of snow with no broken legs or twisted ankles, but still. Um, unfortunately for Rogers, the gods are trying to say it's not working. Let's change the manager, something new and fresh. Uh, David Hercevich, that goal we gave up before half was pathetic. Everybody ball watching. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot to say about that goal, believe you me. Um Danny Ward is never a number one Premier League goalkeeper on God's green earth. You know, you're starting to turn me, guys. You're starting to turn me. Reality is the team that scores more than their opponents win. Hey, oh, we... Aaron. Nothing there gets... he goes. <laughs> gets past you, does it, eh? <laughs> He's there with the Aaron quote. Like it, Terry. Love it. Yes. Um... Forget performance, we can't score, end off. Uh, Boris, phase is a farcical fake. Uh, David Hercevich, what was this week's training video like, Brad? Pass, pass into space, move, pass. That's it, good lad, Cags, good lad, Cags. Good lad, pass, move, get a part, retrieve it, first to it. Same as last week, mate. <laughs> if I just give you an audio, that that's for the audio listeners out there. If you because you can't visually see, I can't do a show for you. That's exactly what it was like, mate. Uh, Passing to space, that was the key I heard, mate. That's what the training video was like. Yeah, they pass into space. That's fine, but there's nobody on the bloody end of it. Well, uh, there is. It's an opposition, mate. Well, they're, 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 they're not, not been clear enough. That's true. Uh, Top was there, according to Radio Leicester. It didn't come up. I didn't see him on the screen, and normally they would. Focus in on him. Uh, I think Linda could spot, stole the spotlight, greedy get. Yes. Brendan <laughs> Rogers only has a plan A, does he? I mean, I mean, not that he, he also has a B. What I mean is, does he even have an A? Unfortunately, well, he just has a plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a plan. He's got a plan. Yeah. Unfortunately, we haven't got our 
Best 11 fit, Brendan doesn't have a clue. Uh, Boris, if the tickets were a fiver, you might fill it. I think he's referring to the stadium next season. Uh, Steve, uh, it will be too late if they sack him at the end of the season and we are relegated. See, that's it, exactly. That is my point exactly, Steve. Big Ants in. Does Brendan have shares in Leicester? Is that why he's not sacked? No, I, 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 we don't know. We don't, I mean. The the, 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 the the thing you've got to think of, I guess, is, and I understand Top saying, look, Brendan, we had a bad start to the season, but I wasn't there for you in the summer. I couldn't give you the money that we discussed to do that refresh because of FFP. Wasn't my fault. It came along, but... It buggered the plans up. We didn't sell Telemans to get money in so we could go and buy players. Um, and we've got to accept that we are now buying in the 20 million bracket rather than the 30, 40 million bracket. Uh, so I can understand him staying, uh, sticking by him. I really can. But there has to come a point, like I say, it's never too late to sack a manager unless until you're actually relegated. Then what's the point? Um <sighs> I don't know whether he's got shares or not. Um, no, you don't. It's on. It's on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, wait. Well, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's on UView. It's on Sky. Just search GB. It's with the other news. Is so if you find BBC, the news starts with BBC News, BBC Parliament, Sky. I think you've got Al Jazeera in there as well somewhere. And then you've got, I think it's talk, radio, and then you've got GB News. God, I need to get out more, don't I? James is in. Evening, lads. How are you? Uh, hit the likes and subscribe indeed. Please do. Uh, feeling more confident after today, James? Oh, because, oh, of course, Everton won. Um, Everton are only a point behind us. Um, not good for you, Luke, was it? Not good for you. Uh, they're all talking Everton there. Um, uh, of course, we'll stay. Uh, of course, he'll stay till his greatest accomplishment. As I've put on the website today, the quote that he said, If I keep Leicester up, it'll be my greatest accomplishment, but he's failing at that, so I don't know what that means. Um, let's have a look. We're all talking Everton at the moment. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I put don't know. Oh, this was in the vote. Nate's put, I put don't know because I was sure he'd be gone by now and he's still not. Uh, Chris Hunt, say, sorry, Chris Hurst, sorry, says, agree with Brad, might have to feign fullback in so Rogers puts an effort in, they get rid of one when safe. Um, I hope it's the start of a run, Luke, but with the games we are coming up, uh, oh, that's, that's Everton again, Everton again, Everton again. Um, I feel your pain, lads. If Rogers does keep you up, he shouldn't be there next season. As far as I'm concerned, you need fresh ideas. I couldn't even palm him off to um, to, to 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 West Ham the other day. I was on the chat, and the guy in the West Ham chat in the side the side said, "Did you want to swap Brendan uh, Rogers for for David Moyes?" I said yes, but Jake shot me down and said that he, <laughs> they didn't want Brendan Rogers either. Um, no, I don't blame them. Uh, we should have got a draw out of this game, uh, looking back at our chance. At least we had chances. I mean, we, you know, we had 12 shots in this game. And I think the last time I looked, five or six of those were on target. Um, Rodgers won the FA Cup, two top finishes in Europe. My argument to people who don't know, how many seasons ago was that? Eventually things go wrong at clubs don't work anymore. Luke, 
Brian Clough. Probably your greatest ever manager. And we all love Brian Clough. Nobody here would say that they would not have wanted Brian Clough at their club. You know, he did he did the tour of East Midlands clubs. He just stopped before he came to Leicester. But whatever he achieved in, you know, winning the European Cup twice, uh, winning the Premier League or First Division, whatever it was at the time, uh, is forgotten because the last thing he did before he retired, apart from having one drink, probably too many, was getting you relegated. Like you say, you can, exactly. You can stay. You have managers, players. They all have sell-by dates. Um, yeah. The last time Chelsea won away was the sixteenth of October. Uh, until they met us, uh, not only developing players, but players that so like Soyuncu have completely disappeared. Uh, allegedly, I don't know if he has or not, but he's supposed to have signed a prenup, not a prenup, but you know what I mean, a pre-agreement with Atletico Madrid. Uh, who wouldn't want to go to Atletico Madrid? Let's be honest with you, or stay at Leicester. Um, uh, Chris Harry Enfield, they don't want to do that. Uh, dissing Gary? Who's dissing Gary? Oh, tonight. Ah, you're way off. To tune into. Uh, the goals you gave away were avoidable. Sack Rogers, he said that once, he said it twice. So good you named it twice. He sounded as if he knew it was the end in his Radio Leicester interview. We can but hope. Uh, and Evans crawled into the team via the cat flap. I've got to be honest with you, and I'll mention this now, because I was quite, like, scathing. I'm like, what the hell are you doing bringing on, you know, Evans with, like, well, two minutes and four minutes of injury time to go? But in fairness, FaZe had been sent off. And knowing Leicester, we could have let in a couple of goals then. And bringing on Evans for the last six minutes or so, he had to do it anyway. He had to give him, get him back into the into the playing habit, didn't he? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Here's the sentence I never thought I'd say. Johnny Evans, can you channel in your, your inner uh, Robert Hoof, please? Because we're going to need you for this running, and I know, I know, a certain, certain uh, Craig won't like to hear them words, but you have three centre backs on the pitch today, and not a single one of them could hold that anchor roll down and know what to do with it. At least Johnny Evans knows how to sit there because he doesn't move any forward because he's, he's he's old. But if this is it going forward, please get Johnny Evans in there and not a Marty, please for the love of Christ. Rob, Robert's in. Uh, good evening, Robert. I hope you are well. It's great to see you back uh, back with us all and back on your channel as well. Um, glad to see it was really nice to see you the other day. Big West Ham fan. And he said he'd have Rogers over Moyes any day of the week and twice on a Sunday. My God. <sighs> I told you stop drinking in the afternoon. It's bad for you, do you think Evans will be starting soon? Well, we've got no phase. Um, yeah, he's out please. the next game. Uh, so the option is Amarty or Vestergaard if we don't start Evans. And I think I no, that. I'd rather wheel Johnny Evans out on a wheelchair. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, oh, he will stick with phase. And, well, he can't stick with phase because, like I say, he's going to miss the next game. After that, it will be interesting to see. Uh, some nice football, but it's about that winning mentality. It certainly is. Uh, nice for you to join us. I'm not going to attempt to say your name because I know that I'll get it wrong. 
Trapper says everyone knows that the failure of the board to timely replenish the roster in the summer is the reason for the situation we're in. But Pennsylvania, good evening, sir. Welcome along. Um, yeah, it probably is, but I don't. On this occasion, I don't think you can blame the board. You can blame the board for not sacking Rogers, yeah, but I don't think you can blame the board for not replenishing because. We had the FFP. Now, we didn't know it was going to be a shit season like this, did we, Brad? You know, we thought, oh, we could be challenging for Europe. And if we hadn't done what Top did, we wouldn't have been allowed into Europe because of FFP. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I would. I would rather have him in than a Marty um, because he'll just put the foot through the, through the ball. He'll get rid of it. He'll put him on his arse and he'll sit back so they don't just do this when the ball goes over the top. Mm. There's as much as I've loved FaZe and that since I've joined today for at least two goals technically. I think one was ruled out for offside. It was at like Murich or whatever. But twice today the ball ended up in the back of a net and say what you like about Danny Wood. I'll come straight out on that one. Say what you like about Danny Wood right now. What the hell is he supposed to do when his two of his three centre backs do this? There's a ball. There's a ball. Oh, there it goes. Oh, shit. Now they're at a goal. Oh, well. Because that's what happened today. That's, that's the really baffling thing. He had three central, central defenders on that pitch for the majority of the game, and twice they all got caught going, There's a ball. There it goes. How? How does that mentality? You know, just going back, and I, I, I forgot. I do. You do forget when these players are out for so long. Um, and I tell you what, I didn't. Who I didn't recognise, and that was Ricardo. He looked completely different today. I, I was calling yeah, him every other player's name but his own. Um, when we say about sacking Rogers and who can we bring in and all this, that, and the other, I tell you, somebody said this to me, and I don't know that they're joking or not, but I actually thought. Do you know what? I can see some logic in that. And that is, till the end of the season, give it to Johnny Evans. I mean, he's been sat in the dressing room with Alex Ferguson. But what's yeah. he like? What's he like as a person? Well, he we don't know, do we? we don't yeah, know. well, I mean, I mean, he's captain material. He's got a leadership, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he's been... Yeah. A leader for club and country. have the players' respect. Yeah, club and country. Could we do really worse for these last 10, 12, 9 or whatever games it is we've got left this season? It's a shout. You know, you say you can't sack 15 players, you can sack the manager. Well, I mean, look, we're, we're already at that point where we're hoping and praying and we're probably waiting for Leicester to do a rebuild this season. Like I said, Leicester and nobody, not a single fan was begrudging Leicester's owners doing and investing the money the way they were when things were going well. It was a risk. We knew the outcome and the owners knew it. They probably, the only thing is the probably owners were thinking they could get away with it enough and still be able to spend a little bit and then sell a player this season, at the end of this season, it wouldn't be such a stretch for them. But yeah, FFP caught up and everything, but Johnny mm. Evans, Jamie Vardy is his assistant. Mm. Well, you know, Jamie Vardy's North uh, American football club's gone bust, so he's not going to North America anytime soon. So he's going to be looking for oh, a did job it. as well. Um, well, maybe maybe they could do it. You remember when uh, Martin O'Neill left, and was it Tony yeah. Cotty in 
and yeah. that wanted to take yeah. over. Why, why, why not learn from the mistakes? Give them it. Yeah. Give them the role. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, Evan Sideway. You see, the thing is, Terry. You see, this is it. This is about perspectives, and you're very much fair point to you, and I respect you for it. You are very much in the um, uh, Craig camp here with Johnny Evans, sort of playing it sideways, not doing anything with it. Of course, the other side of that is he doesn't do anything with it because there's nobody to do anything with it with. If that makes sense. You know, there's no yeah. point in playing it to a player that's got somebody behind them. That's because that's what Faze and Suter do. Uh, yeah. So maybe that's why. And, you know, all right, he's going sideways. We've still got the ball. So, but I agree, it can be annoying at times, but maybe that's, you know, the other way to look at it. Uh, Mike yeah. says, How bad was used today, lads? Didn't watch it. Uh, you were lucky, mate. You were lucky. How did Newport get on, by the way? Um, oh, by the way, Mike. By the way, uh, just to let you know, it is uh, 50 minutes past oh, seven. Um, sorry, Man United fan. Had to say that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Mike. Sorry. Probably the new manager will start Vardy up top. I don't know. Not necessarily. Vardy, the non-impact sub that he has now become. Um, and it is right. We're going to look at the game very briefly, and I mean very briefly. Uh, after this, we'll just go through the main parts of the um, main parts of the game, and we'll do that straight after this. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! And don't forget tonight, 10.30, GB News. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great. But when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm with Mark Dolan. Join me and um, I will try not to swear when I'm talking about the match. Um, looking at the match... We've got to talk about it. I'm sorry. Even the even when the producer at GB News rang me, he went, "Yeah, you do. We are going to have to talk about the match." You know, <laughs> so I've got the sympathy on my side. Um, where are my notes? Here we go. Um, like I say, I wasn't happy with everybody showing the love to Wes Morgan, although Rogers thought it was lovely. Not Wes Morgan. I was saying Wes Lovely Fofana at the start. I told you it's a French Voldemort. Yeah, 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 I should stick with that, shouldn't I? Um, 15 minutes chill well, put them 1-0 up. I mean, 
It was a good goal. Should Ward have stopped that one? Yeah. Yeah, he should have. He should have been preempting something because that ball was put over with deliberance to get over to his back post. So, mm. what worries me about that goal um, in particular was if he wasn't prepared for Chilwell to have a go, which statistically you're not going to be thinking he's going to have a go, is was he prepared for then someone decent to be coming in who would usually hit the target and volley it in or header yeah. it in? Is a little bit concerning. So, yeah, for the first time in a while, I actually will agree with people and say that Danny Ward was at fault for a goal. That said, there was also, I think, a defender in front that actually, I'm not sure whether he got out of the way or he twisted. Defenders Both. don't want to get in the way of the ball these days. Are they all pansies or what? You know, if the ball's coming towards you, you're a defender, put yourself in the, in the way of the ball. Yeah, but still, I, I have to agree with the comments and the commentators that, that, that said it at the time. You can you can maybe justify that, okay, you're not expecting a shot from there, but we've learned anything from football or life in general is, um, you know, it, it, he should be saving it. Yeah. Um, I'll let you. Do you want to answer that one for Trapper? I don't know why you write, honourable gentleman. Very kind of you, sir. Thank you very much. I'll continue to uh, rail on our defence. Because we know what they're capable of. We know Harry Sutar is quite a very no-nonsense like, and so is Wildface. But the problem is, first of all, and it, it, it is something we have with Wildface, and we know it as Leicester fans, and we accept it. We've seen it from get-go against his debut when he came on against Spurs all them months ago is he can be erratic and he can cost you more than he helps you sometimes. And he has them games where he's absolutely brilliant and he's a driving force from the back. It's just pure frustration, mate, that they just don't seem... They, they always seem to be in two minds on whether to track back and run or whether they're supposed to stand where they are. Then They don't seem to have the trust and faith in each other that one of them's covering their back if the other one's pushing forward. There seems to be a complete lack of communication. And I am sick to death of seeing Chelsea... I was sick to death today of seeing Chelsea have three or four ch top chances come from Harry Suter and Wout Faze and even Amati standing still watching the ball. Wondering where it's going and not knowing where the other one was and not knowing what the job was. Yeah. It, I, I don't usually have a go at the defence too much. And cross the back look when I talk about him, when we usually do a ratings, and I'm very glad I'm not doing slide. But in terms of their performance tonight, they let us down as well. Because for all the stick that... And, and this isn't aimed at you, Trapper. This is aimed at fans in the comments. And I, and I can kind of warrant it a little bit today with certain things. But it's them fans that come out and trample over Danny Ward I then I in turn ask you what the fuck is he supposed to do when his defence don't do its job. Yeah. It's hard to save everything when you when your three defenders don't do the job. Well, he goes on to say um, our goal difference is better than almost the entire bottom half of the table. Now, I'll answer that bit because, yes, it is. And we, I mentioned this before, that that could be the difference between us staying up and going down. It is like having an extra point. Points I will make is... The reason that we're only on minus nine, okay, uh, goals scored, Nottingham Forest 21, Everton 20, Leicester City 37, Bournemouth 25, West Ham 23, Leeds 31, Southampton 20. We have scored 
more goals. I've not Wolverhampton Wanderers scored 19. Crystal Palace 21. So I've taken you up to 12th there. We have scored more goals than anybody in that bottom 12. But let's have a look at how many goals we've conceded. We have conceded 46 goals. Now Palace 33. Wolves 35. Forest, I must admit, 47, but that's, sorry, Luke. Uh, Everton, they've only conceded 38, fair play to them. Bournemouth, 51. West Ham, 33. Leeds, 42. Southampton, 41. So, yes, we've got a better goal difference, and it's only because we are scoring the goals. But, we <laughs> A, we're not scoring enough to cancel out what we're actually... Um, you know, conceding and talking mm. about conceding, uh, that second goal. I mean, what was I mean? I, there's a picture going out, and it's got Danny Walls just sat there going, No, he's not sat there, he stood there. Sorry, going, I think something's just gone over my head. I mean, yeah, Danny Ward can't take the blame for that, though. Was he positioned a... right now? I mean, you know, if, if you chipped, you've got to say you're a bit out of the way of the goal, you know, too far out. Yeah, but Havertz had the the entirety of the Leicester box all to his loathsome. He he knew he he had he had a very diddy Danny Danny Wall stood in front of him and he had the rest of the, that's how big it would have looked to Havertz with that ball play through to him because he didn't have FaZe, he didn't have Sutar, he didn't have Castagne, he didn't have Marte, he didn't have Dewsbury, he didn't have a single Leicester player except for Danny Ward within five yards of him, mate. What's Danny Ward supposed to? Because if he stands on his goal line, he gets it blasted past him. If he comes out and clatters him, he's probably giving away a soft-ass penalty with VAR, let's face it. So, Danny Ward's in no man's land. I mean... Every keeper's different, so don't come on here first of all typing. Casper would have spread himself. Yeah, Casper would have, but that's not Danny Ward as a goalkeeper. Div keepers have different attitudes. There's nothing you can do. Don't <laughs> you just said to me, don't come on here. I'm sorry, it's my channel. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I know, I know people typing it away. It just made me but, laugh, that. I'm like, hang on. It's like, you know, when no, you come say... Here. Next, come to the like, show. But yes, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go home. Yeah, oh, hang on. Bye, Chris. (laughs) But no, you know... I know your point you're making, and obviously I'm asking the questions to get you to answer those like that. I know that made me laugh, that did. You know, you... I know, I got very passionate about that. (laughs) Uh, But no, it's a good point. Uh, Not long after that, Danny... uh, Sorry, Dewsbury Hall hit the bar. Uh, I think it took a deflection and hit the bar. Yeah, it did. Ifs, buts and maybes. Had that gone in at 1-1, who knows? Uh, 34 minutes, it was because, well, it nearly went 3-0. It really became 3-0, but, sorry, it nearly became 2-0, sorry. Um, Obviously, I'm getting lost with how many goals are going in. There's that many disallowed. It went through and it was offside, but the Chelsea player that was in the middle was virtually stood on the centre spot. Do you know where the nearest Leicester player was? Nowhere near him. Outside the centre circle. Oh, nowhere near him. There's just not. There, there's not. There seems to be no visual awareness when it comes to us to having to do that defending part of football, and I just don't understand how we're not 
it's like we're absolutely oblivious to anything unless it's going forward. I feel like now our defence is in a mindset where they give it to the midfield and go, please don't bring it this way, please don't lose it, because we don't know what to do if if, if you do. You know, I, me, I, I just... And I, I've got to be honest with you, um, kind of saying like Anthony now, aren't I? To be honest, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, now I'm going to lie to you and tell you all load of porkies. I don't like... Um, I, I would have been quite happy to watch match of the day tonight with no pundits and that's not because I I don't I think Gary Lindy could be, should be sat at the arguments are that he could be you know he's well overpaid for what he does but I just don't like pundits I'd sooner have an extra five minutes of all the different games than have to sit there and listen to the pundits analyzing as to they should have done this they should have done that yeah, and you should have done a lot when you were playing as well and you didn't do you know what I mean but on that mm. particular occasion <laughs> The guy must have looked good. I've got the free, I've got the freedom of uh, the king power here. It was centre spot, nobody in the centre, and he just passed it through. Luckily for us, the guy was offside. Now only just though, only just we got away with one. I think you could say there another one of two uh, two Wells toenails. Um, if I've ever been so happy for a player to score, and I couldn't celebrate straight away because the ref, like you said, the VAR were bloody awful today. They seemed to take their time. Um, but Dakar's goal. I mean, first of all, I will say this about Dakar. He needs to stop, stop skip, skipping leg day, along with a few of them. But his finish was good. Yeah. His finish just was that little glimpse of quality that we've seen from Dakar. Uh, and... The saddest thing is about the performances. Whilst Brandon's at the wheel, we know that two that two up front today won't be looked at. Oh, we got a goal. We were a bit more attacking. We actually were a bit unlucky. Now he'll look at his formation and go, "Well, he didn't win his game, so got to change it again." So he told us two up front doesn't. Well, that's how he'll see it. So it's sad to know that this is probably that you know one-off appearance of two strikers because the finish was good and it came from having more bodies forward and more options down that middle to go out and he had the space to get it because, you know, Leicester did have that period, didn't they, where they actually probably warranted being level. Yeah. So. he. I mean, this is the thing, right? How many shots did we have on target in the last two games? Zero. Zero. So no. Who do we play? We uh, remind me. It was Blackburn? Was it Blackburn? No, league games. Who did we play before? Um, Southampton and Arsenal. Southampton Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, I think it was Arsenal. So, so played Arsenal. No shots on target with one up front. Played Southampton. No shots on target with one up front for most of the game. Here we had two. We had seventeen shots, seven of which were on target. All right, they weren't converted into goals. But when you're making chances like that, you've got to say, you don't, you know, you might just get lucky. It might come off somebody's arse and go in, you know. And I don't like to use this, well, if, buts and maybes, you know. Like like Gino De Campo said, if, you know, if my grandma had had wheels, she'd have been a bike. Uh, but we were at least, well, seven shots, after 100 and, um, 180 minutes of no shots on target, he's got to surely look at that, and we know he won't, but look at that and go, oh, well, actually, this formation, at least, like you said, at least made us attack, well, made us look to be attacking more. 
Yeah, and that's that's literally where it's got to, that we don't even have faith in the fact that he'll look at the positives, come out and say what he said about how unlucky they were and how they actually deserve something. Because, again, football's all done on a lot of aftermath. It's all done on perspective. Because had Leicester been sat in 12th and we got a few good results and carried on that form from that, we'd probably be looking at that game going, oh, we were just a little bit poor with our final third and that it just didn't happen it'd be a different that post-match would be having of course it would be i think this you know the scenario doesn't help that but there was that was the thing there is things from today's performance that you look at and think that's it but how many times have we sat here chris and gone brendan the answer staring you in uh, in the face i don't know if he's got a uh, really bad broadband and he's got really bad lag lag delay and he watches these videos and he's still a few episodes behind but catch up brendan you might get to the point where me and chris and everybody in the comments keep saying two up front two up front maybe he's finally caught up to that that episode whenever I we think, first start saying it i think brendan's just uh, in his mind just finished the aston villa game <laughs> mm, yeah probably uh, Leicester for life says, can't be bothered to work it out, but where would we be if we didn't beat Spurs and Villa? We would be six points worse off, which means we would be bottom of the table. Simple as that, because we're three points above bottom of the table. Uh, We've already been there this season. Um, I'm glad to say normality has returned to the viewers of this channel. I think Anthony's... Where? How? (laughs) Because... If the the poll question was, we'll let it go for a bit longer. If Rogers keeps us up, does he stay next season? And at one point, I think it was 50 50. Um, the don't knows, well, the don't knows are in second place with 19%. Um, whoever's, whoever's voted them, never buy a football club. Yes, is sticking at the moment at 15%. And 67% are saying no. Even if he keeps us up, he should be gone. So I've got to say, normality is returning. Uh, good goal from Dakar. Yes, it is. Uh, nothing wrong with our attack today. Uh, it's our defence that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, just been, we've just been saying that. But like I say, great to see um, Doug. Um, no. it, is, it is good to see Doug, but you meant Dakar. <laughs> Dakar. <laughs> God. Clip it. That was one minute and 15. One hour and 15. <laughs> it was good to see Doug. Well done, Doug. Thanks, man. Good goal, Doug. Where's Dave when you need him? Oh, right. <laughs> uh, it's good to see Daka score. Um, and then, as much as I've got to, I've got to say here, as much as I was critical of Danny Ward for the first goal, and I'm going to be honest with you, in my eyes, the second goal as well, and we would agree to disagree with that, he did then mm. suddenly do a couple of really good saves yeah he did because within 30 seconds Chelsea had a corner and he made a great save he made a few other saves throughout the game um so and this is what I mean people are easy to criticize um and, and pick on a player and I don't always get it I I did it I don't think sometimes people can entertain the idea that players are of a different standard and 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 of a different style, you know. Like Chilwell got a lot of grief because, and Chelsea fans occasionally give him the same grief that we did. Is he'd stand on the ball and stop any momentum, and Luke Thomas has that sort of trait. That's called a defensive wing back, and that's what they that's what they were played as at, when they played at Leicester. And I know he left on a bit of dodgy terms. You know, it's never nice to see a homegrown talent want to leave and and, and get the move. But I think we, we, some people look at this game today 
right? Would they be blaming I- Iverson for any of them goals? I'm, I'm not an Iverson hater. I'm all for the development and, 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 and a, another good steady number two to take the reins when the time comes. But would you be berating Iverson as much as you are Danny Ward if he was making similar mistakes? And would you be backing Iverson to make the saves that Danny Ward's made? Because I don't think he saves one of them, Iverson, because of the goal he conceded against Blackburn, he didn't react to it. Danny Ward did react to it and made a save that was similar to one that Iverson went in. So it's 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 all about perspective sometimes. I mean, Amarty somehow manages to skillfully avoid that and, and never bring it into question. But yeah. Danny Ward, for me, there's not a lot he did wrong today because he did stop that score getting out of control yeah, and a bit did. crazy. He did. Well, him and, and VAR, of course. Uh, oh, Love yeah. Lester, yes. Love, Lester, thank you for popping in. I've starred that. We will come back to your question uh, at the end. Um, we then had that discussion about the penalty. We had a chat about it with, you know, before we came live. Um, yeah. I think I've seen them given. It's deliberate. He does it. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's just doing what any smart player knows they'll get away with, especially playing for a team like Chelsea. They know they'll get away with it. Because if you jump up and it hits your elbow, that's not a penalty. But when you jump, jump up and deliberately throw your elbow in a direction you know the ball's going past because you're not going to get there with your head and stop it, it's a penalty. But then, but then, do you remember that game against Man City when De Bruyne literally did that? Went, no, don't hit me. I'm protecting my face. And they didn't give it. Yeah, it's like that. But I mean, you, I mentioned this to you about stages. So we actually got confused, didn't we, over which which decision yeah. we was talking about at first? Yeah. Lot, do you mind if I ask 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 the audience, as they say, Chris? No, well, you're not going to phone a friend, but but yeah, well, right, I haven't got any friends. The audience. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't got any friends to phone, so you know well, that I'm makes sense. Say easier. that, but. You know what can I say? You thought it. I'll say it. Don't worry. But here's a question <laughs> for you. Maybe I'm. Maybe I only saw the replay once, and maybe I haven't seen any of it. But can anyone explain to me why Hazard wasn't sent off for deliberate handball? Because there was a moment, and I timed it kind of like what you do when you get your clip edits and you notes down. It was about fifty second minute, fifty third minute. The ball bounces either off the turf or off his boot and goes away from Kai Havertz. And this is what I did. I don't know if anybody actually paid attention or really picked up on it, but I'm not saying that if a ball bounces and it comes back at you and spins towards you and hits you in your arm, it's a free kick, it's a yellow card. That's not deliberate handball. That's what you call accidental handball. Now, it wasn't until I saw the replay of it that I actually realised that Hazard didn't use his hand to swap the ball away. But as that ball bounced away from Hazard and he knew a Leicester player was going to get end of it, he flung his shoulder forward. He flung his arm into the ball to stop it, to stop that ball in his tracks. Now, if I'm correct, again, people in the comments, correct me if I'm wrong. Is the definition of deliberate handball, which is a red card offence, not a case of when a player uses the hand or arm as an obstruction or a method of blocking the ball illegally with their arm or hand. Now, if you throw your arm, literally he threw his arm. He didn't, he didn't bounce at him and hit him. He threw his arm at him to stop that ball going forward and stop going to less player. Why is that not deliberate handball? And why was Kai Havertz still on the pitch? Because my understanding of that rule is that's a red card. He literally stopped the ball going through with his arm. He literally prevented the Leicester player getting the ball. 
So is that not deliberate? Is that not? Am I misunderstanding the term deliberately? Because right, I'm look, pretty I sure think, I don't think any of us understand the rules anymore, do we? Yeah, because yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm just pretty sure if he deliberately used his arm to stop the ball, then it's an offence which was given, and surely deliberate handball. But they did get a second. We'll, we'll see if any answers come up. They're not as yet in the chat. Um, they did go ahead. You know, we accuse Spurs of being Spursy. We're Leicester. Are we Leicester? Is that because I said last week, I said, we, we know, we're, we're on top. We haven't taken advantage. They're going to get a goal before half time. What did they do? They got a goal before half time. We were in we... injury time at the end of the first half when they got their goal. I mean, just. Surely a manager's job is to look at what we do wrong and correct it. You would think that. You really would think that. And I can't I can't even insult schoolboy level football by saying it was a schoolboy error because it wasn't even that, mate. It's like I said to you, it was like our defence for whatever reason, whether it's where they're instructed to stand when, when we've not got the ball or whatever the reasoning or rhyme is behind it, because I can't fathom a reason or rhyme behind why it happened. But they made five aside or six aside pitch errors because they were like players that don't re can't really play football, weren't the most talented of players, so they kick the ball away and hope that nobody runs at them. And the second Chelsea played the ball over the top of them, because they don't have that footballing brain to understand that a player could be running behind, they just watch the ball. I don't understand how players that we know are far more talented ball watch and allow that ball to drop in behind with 30 seconds of play left to go. You literally took, you literally booted, you took your own momentum, turned around, told Danny Ward to stand out of the way and booted it in your own net. You might as well have told Wildface to catch the ball, turn around and boot it in his own net for all it was worth, because that was just how frustratingly bizarre and annoying it was that Leicester seemed so lacklustered and careless. I mean, Chris, when they scored, I kind of went, is he offside? Is that why there's no more than 10 yards of him? Is it not going to count? Oh, no, it counts. Okay. Well, how the hell did we allow that? It's just... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, Half-time... Would you have expected any substitutions to be made? No, no, because we had that, because minus that 30, 40, 50 seconds or whatever that we switched off for their goal, we'd wrestled the momentum. The crowd got their voices a bit louder because they were quite loud, but obviously we're, you know, we're losing the game and it's nervous and we'd lost our way a bit. We'd managed to get ourselves back up to pace how we were in that first seven or eight minutes before Chelsea took the lead. We started to have a little bit of reinsurance of what we we're doing, and literally until, like I said, that last minute, of, for, for argument's sake, of the stoppage time, um, was it was good from from Leicester. They looked like the team. That all of a sudden you sat there as Leicester fans, feeling this foreign foreign entity called hope and optimism because we looked like the team that was going to score. Yeah. Until that goal. So there wasn't a need to change it because you felt if they go out with that mentality, there's still a chance let's get something. But hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. Um, it has all finished, obviously, at um, Sellers Park. Palace lost by 1 0 thanks to a penalty from uh, guess who? 
Erling Haaland, yeah, sorry. I was just happy to see Man City won just so we got points this week. As in well, can I just say so far, um Steve has got two points. We've got we've got almost as many points as Leicester here, haven't we? Brad, you've got two points. Hey, two two. Finally got some way. <laughs> having a Desmond um, and I mean you know you've, you've got to get away because it really is coming good door for you on Steve so you two have got uh, two points and um... I don't know it's so difficult not to look smug at this point <laughs> somebody's got three and it happens to be me but we've got all we've all got all day tomorrow and next week to go so uh... yeah just to get it all ho- all go wrong and all end up on like five points or something <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. Uh, so no changes at half time. At sixty five, Mendy off, who I thought was having a, a fairly okay game. Sumari on. Amate came off for Barnes, and Daka came off for Tete. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one, um, which was a little, which was even more concerning because look, I, I, I like Barnes. I think Tete's got a got a chance to to do something here if he's given the opportunity, but. My, my issue was the shape change didn't happen. I was still kind of thinking, okay, do that, but can we keep two up front? And he went back to four three three, and I just, I just wasn't that impressed with his cup fold into it because despite the result, despite where we were, whilst I felt we needed a change, and he took a Marty off, which I think probably got the biggest cheer of the day uh, for a lot of fans. But when he changed to a back line of four, it was like, right, are you going to go for an old Mike Bassett? Are you going to give us the four four two we've been demanding? And when he did that, it was kind of like, ah, you've just changed our own, you've changed what we were about and what we were doing. I, I, yeah, in terms of the players that came on, I had no issues with them. And then the good players, I look, we've talked about Fardy. I'm not saying anymore. We know it's not his fault that he's getting trucked on to try and win us a game when he should be on enjoying football and, and making the opponent's lives a misery, not giving them something to have a dig at him when we're, we're two and then three, yeah. one down. But that aside, it, there was nothing wrong with the changes. It was just the shape that he then put us in that, that, that did it for us. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, you could argue again that Inchi wasn't going to get a goal. Um Kate, that the, the Vardy coming on was the seventy fifth minute. It's just after Kieran Dewsbury's whole f- fluff, if you like. You know, I mean, lacking boy, just call it a lacking boy. <laughs> yeah, that could be a Leicester phrase. I, but do you think that sums Leicester up? Do you think a confident Kieran Dewsbury Hall puts that away? Yeah, it does. Of course, it does because we've seen it. We've seen Madison do it. We've seen Barnes do it. We've, we've, well, bloody hell, at once in a blue moon, we've actually seen Mendy do it. They can put the ball in the back of net when they're rolling with confidence. And, and again, I know, I know it's all hypothetical to say that, but if Leicester actually switch on and get in the half time one all and they do start that half better and they're on the, and they're looking confident and feeling confident that actually we're going to be the team that gets the next goal, I think he scores it if it's one all. You know, I think on a different game, a different he tucks it away there. He's just, I mean, I came in the chat, didn't I? And so I think the Leicester players are skip leg day. I think they do because they were falling all over the place today. And, do you remember the great? And I'm not, I'm not comparing them in seasons as how they turned out. But you remember the great escape season, and we said that yeah. we 
see the players are trying and everything that could go is going against us. We're having goals. Obviously, VAR, the cursed thing that it is, wasn't invented. Um, I was saying invented wasn't used in football that season. We kept getting goals go against run and play. We just couldn't seem to stick the ball in the net. And it just seemed that it was going to, even opposition managers and players that were interviewed against us were going, no way they'll stay bottom if they keep going like this because they just need the look to change. You just don't get that feeling for it. It almost like that summed up how desperate we were for a little bit of luck to fall our way because we know what happens. We missed that chance and Leicester of old wouldn't let it affect them, but you only felt that one thing was going to happen afterwards. And unfortunately for Dewsbury Hall, who's probably wishing the world would swallow him up for missing that chance and what could have been, you know, we went on and lost that game. And now that that's something and added pressure on, on whoever it is. Because I'm going to say Rogers, but I, I, you know, hopefully we can hope something happens there. But it's another thing you just don't need to have to deal with is another drop in mentality. Yeah. That chance being missed. But of course, we've seen we've seen uh, Vardy do it. I mean, all players yeah. do miss. Uh, and like you say, sometimes I mean, I think we need to get a win. Well, I don't know if we do get a win because we didn't. We after after Tottenham, we didn't carry it on, but. I don't know. Look, it could have been uh, 3-1 on the 73rd minute, but VAR again came to our rescue. Uh, but then it was on the 77th minute. That one counted. Yeah, and firstly, what I want to say, and I'm going to say this little bit about it, Chelsea should be ashamed of themselves. I just want to get this point out. Because their feigning play acting was shambolic. They, they hounded the referee... Right, they fell over for 20 minutes, right? And this is when we had them on the back foot, believe it or not, right? For 20 minutes, we had them on the back foot. They were feigning injuries. And I've got into many a debate and argument between cheating and feigning, feigning being what's wrong with the sport, right? I'm not saying there wasn't contact with these players, but by God, was it disgusting to see. Some of their players staying down and then when we did it to their players, handing the referee, we got on and got on with it because we weren't getting decisions. That's one thing I will give us credit today. We, we got annoyed with them, but we got on with it, right? We left Madders, who was captain supposedly today, apparently. I don't know who's captain with Leicester. It's like a lucky dip. But they were feigning injuries. And that Murich knew we were offside. Don't tell me you're not looking at the linesman in this division. Don't tell me you're not a professional footballer that doesn't know. Don't get your hopes up on the Premier League score. Give the linesman a look first. Because that lady linesman who did a terrific job today in that decision-making, yeah. I'll give her that right. Yeah, fair, fair play to the official on this one. It was the man in the middle I had my qualms with with his inconsistencies. But he flagged... Yeah, well, the name says it all. But she flagged straight away. Did you need to go and run the corner? You didn't even hesitate. You were the only one. There was no teammates near you. Nobody ran. The Chelsea went back. And you did, you did that on purpose, you young Scandinavian or wherever you're from. I can't remember. I forget. I'm, not, I'm that annoyed at it. And one thing that really disappoints me is I know they got the resort and they'll be pleased with it and buzzing. And I, I assure you it won't get mentioned. But that's a sort of desperate for me. That was a desperate 20 minutes for Chelsea. And that's one thing that all... Come and bite them in the arse, I think, after this. I hope it does, because I don't like it. I don't like it when we do time wasting like that. You are preaching to the converted here, because you know me. I'm saying, look, you know, far shit on most of the time, but let's use it when we can for something good, and that is retrospective red cards for diving cheating, because the managers will soon stop it, cut it out when they start yeah. losing players. Talking about red cards... 
it was a it was a bookable that second booking. I can't remember the first booking if I'm honest with you, uh, but that second one, on its own, it you know it wasn't a straight red, but it it, it deserved a, a yellow, and obviously it already had a yellow. Yeah, and, that, and again, you're talking about we had so many moments today that could have summed up how both teams the season to go in. I think Chelsea fans would be very remiss in saying that some things they did today and some things they saw today were, were summing up how their season's been throughout. And it was another one of them where it's not reckless, he's not done it with intent, he's not giving up, but he's just, ex- I think he, he was just at a point where he's like, oh, for God's sake, I've done this or this has happened again, yeah. get the ball. And it, frustration's killed over its foul. It is a sending off. Well, it's a second yellow. It's a late. It's a it's a lazy sort of tackling away. It's definitely uh, a second buckle. Well, he's not done it down in tools or anything like that. He's just got frustrated, had enough, and wanted to get the ball back. And he's not done it right. Yeah. Again, we could sit. Yeah, but again, though, Chris, we could sit here and argue, argue as a, a, a toss all night, couldn't we, about it? Because I'm sat here going. Kai Havertz shouldn't have been on the pitch. And, yeah, yeah. Where's the yeah. final should have given away a penalty? So it's just one of them. Again, things aren't going your way. And I'm not, like I said, I'm agreeing that you're a yellow card. But look at other incidents. Yeah. We're now living in a world where the officiating things is the only part of this sport is the only sport where two wrongs can make a right because bad <laughs> officiating got leveled out, bad or good. Yeah. Um, I I want to make this point because there's so much of this going on now and I'm going to ask myself sort of why there is so much of players treading on other players' feet yeah I don't don't mean kicking ankles I don't mean sliding down the shins actually physically treading on their feet you don't watch a game without it happening at least twice yeah, and, and, and the thing is, this is the one thing, this is one of the bigger things that you're potentially going to ruin slash take out of the game that people really liked in a way. Because you ask any ex-pro, you, and they're, they're all bloody famous YouTubers now, aren't they? They're all bloody famous YouTubers or on someone's channel doing something and telling these stories. Jimmy Bullard is a classic one on Soccer AM and on his golf thing he does with yeah. tubes if you if you watch soccer am you know i'm on about or if you know jimmy bullard and football you know i'm on about but they tell stories right and some of the stories they tell when they're talking about games certain people games i'll oh, talk about this instant what was all that about and how that start and it's like talking about how oh, he got in a fight with a player what was that about how that actually start and he'll tell it in a great way he's a great storyteller jimmy bullard um he's one of my favorites to listen to when it's stuff like that but he said just get on his nerves, just jabbing him an elbow, standing on his toes, getting on his heels, winding him up all game. That's what I was doing. And then he can't, you know, and then he tell, tell the rest of the story to what everybody remembers. But that they're the details of the, of the game that we love. We love a little bit of hustle and bustle, a hard challenge and that. And with the AR, it's getting flagged up. It's not new to the game. Players haven't started just doing it since VAR's come in. They've been doing it for years. And, and it's, it's a part of the game you need. You like as a player to be able to go up to your opposite number in any sport and let them know that you're not going to be in my back. I'm going to have yeah. you in my back pocket today. You're not doing anything without my say so. Steve Walsh, Roy Keane, they all. But I just, I could not remember having seen so many times of foot's being trod on by other players but uh i think he shows a little bit of passion at least that they were up for fighting to beat chelsea today or get something from chelsea with how they tried to go about it 
And the thing is, it wasn't seen as such a, a, a big hysterical offence in the 90s and 2000s, mate. That's probably why we're seeing more of it. It's just more seeable as like, oh, he's yeah. on his toe, that looks worse. It's like, yeah, but now you're trying yeah. to make a mountain out of a molehill with some of the decisions and VAR checks you're having. Madison came off at the end. Evans came on. And I thought at this end, and, and Luke was in the chat with me, uh, the watch along, and he he was saying, "What the hell? You bringing a defender on? You defending a three 0 loss, which is normally what uh, Rogers does." In fairness, but I did understand it when I thought about it, thinking, like, yeah, you know, because yeah, that was got one He needs to just get that, and he he may well be turning up for Northern Ireland as well. Uh, so he he did need to get on the pitch at the end. There was a lot of chance. I don't know if there's any booing, and as you know, I don't have the side here. There was anti Rogers chance after this after the uh, at the end. Uh, UK says here, uh, Rogers said the supporters are disappointed we didn't get uh, the result, but it doesn't affect me. Uh, but they played it. They made it very clear, didn't they? They wanted Rogers out with those chants. Problem is, we're making it clear for weeks. We've seen them away. We've heard them on the radio. We've heard them on the match of the day. We've heard them today. Um, you know, and, and yeah, okay. Not every time we've heard booze at the King Power away, it's been towards a manager. <coughs> Just United officials. Do it out well. Sorry, I had a really big coffee. You coffee, did, you did, did, did me you, throat yeah. there. I, mean, I almost what? thought you said Stuart Atwell in the middle, but yeah, I was thinking it was dirty coffee. I know, I know. I thought it sounded a little bit like that. I can assure you it didn't mean to sound Stuart <laughs> um, Anything like that. Um, but for the majority of the time, we're booing because, yes, we've lost the game and that. And again, we've talked about it before. Sometimes you can lose a game and we never, don't like to lose a game. Nobody likes to lose a game. But sometimes you can... It's easier to accept when you play well. And sometimes you can yeah. even applaud the effort and it doesn't turn up. But it's when it's just... You look back at that performance now and look at the... Or even if you just did like an extended highlights of the, of the chances that both teams had, you probably look at it and think, that's an opportunity missed, which is more frustrating. You made the changes to negativity when we were 2-1 down. You put on the, the gospel child, you know, the, the gospel child of Leicester in Vardy on when it was not needed. He, it needed to be Dakar and Iacho. One of them kept up as a lone striker. And it's just everything convoluted today that when the full-time whistle went, it meant Leicester were a point outside the relegation zone. They're dejected, they're barely scoring, they're losing five games in a row, and the circumstances around the defeat just make for frustration, and I can't blame the fans. Something needs to change, and it's so obvious that if the powers that be don't make that decision for us soon, then I might have to develop my own faith. So, I don't know. I think you need about 3,000 people to sign up for to start a new religion. Maybe we should have a religion, football, football Leicester fans religion, where we just pray and hope that if this clown is left in charge, that he keeps us up and then he's sacked. Yeah. Can I just say, I am checking as we speak, and I'm not, I'm not ignoring you, but I am checking all the websites just to see if there's any news about a sack. And unfortunately, there's not. Um, but... We're, it's early yet. It's early yet. Uh, apparently, Chelsea fans rage as a Marty isn't even booked for kicking Havertz in the chest. I didn't. 
I, I, I saw it in his chat. It was very red, but I didn't see what had happened. Basically, Amarty got to the ball first. He's running at full power. And say so Havertz rightly going for the ball, but he was he was never he was never going to get there. And as as and as as Amarty is get, get gets the ball and he and his legs in the air as he's starting to project it downwards, it does get Hazard. Hazard, it's not Hazard. You know what I mean, Havertz. Yeah, it it looks bad, and even the commentators saying they can't look at it too long because it'll get worse in slow motion. It's it, it, it's it is a high foot. It was a high foot. It did go into his chest, but there was no malice in it. It was just being he was just being over energetic to get the ball, and he got the ball. It was a fair challenge. It was a fair win of the ball. Uh, unfortunately, Havertz had the same idea. Was a little bit slow to the to 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 the taking off and. He got a boot to the chit chat. You know, it's so different to to say some someone might come in here, a certain Man United fan might turn turn up here and say I'm being contradictive to what um that Sabitza did against us, but it's completely different. Sabitza knew what he was doing and was deliberately going to hurt our player, I still feel. Yeah. Uh and Marty was trying to win the ball, did his job and it's Havertz yeah. just ran full pelt into him. Lovely is asking there. Uh, Chris, the question is, where do you think we will finish? Now, I've absolutely no idea. But let me turn that round on you, Brad, and say to you, I'm going to read you out the upcoming games. Uh, how many points do you think you... I know you hate it when I do this to you, which is why uh, I'm doing No, it I love too. it when I do this, because it gets to be even negative and people get to uh, be, be think that... <laughs> so I am going to read you the games out up until... The middle of April. Okay. Uh, because then we meet Manchester City. Uh, God, we've got so many games. It goes right into the end of May this year, doesn't it? I keep forgetting. So we've got Brentford away next week. Loss. We've got Palace away the following Saturday. We'll win that one. Hang on, let me write this down. So you've got three points so far. Two games, three points. Um, we then on the Tuesday got Aston Villa at home. We'll draw. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you on that one. And then on the Saturday, we entertain uh, my local team, Bournemouth. We'll lose. Lose. Oh, I thought we'd get a point, to be honest with you. No, because uh, that's the story of this season. Just when we start to think we're pulling ourselves away, something might start where Bournemouth beats us. So out of a possible 12 points, you've given us four. <laughs> that is that is definitely relegation form, isn't it? Well, that's, that's just exactly what form Leicester are on at the moment and the league position suggests that, so... If anyone can convince me of any more reasons why we should get more points than four, have at it. Do do tell me because honestly, the way we have been this season, uh, you know, you could probably maybe at a push say Villa we go and win, but you know exactly what follows. We will lose to Bournemouth. You yeah. just know we will. That's nailed on that that will happen. Well, after that, we'll, after that, we're away at Man City. That's just massacre. Yeah, I mean, we'll do that. You can just... do the rest if you want, Chris. I'll go through the rest of the season with you. You can figure out how many points Leicester are going to get and if it's going to be enough to stay away. I could do this all day, mate. Well, we got, we got, we'll get, get nothing there. We've got Wolves after that. 
Um, that'll be that'll be a nil nil and a, and a, an advert for Johnston's baby sh- shampoo. Uh, leads By, oh, away oh, sorry. on a Tuesday. So, who was that? Leads away. Lose that. Lose that. Sorry. Yeah, we'll lose that. Um, then uh, the. On the Monday night on Sky, we are hosting Everton. We'll lose that. Um, then we go away to Fulham. We'll lose that. Oh, God. Um, we then host Liverpool. We'll beat them. No, we fucking won't. <laughs> yeah, we will. Honestly, no, we'll, we'll beat them. We'll beat them. We'll beat them and I will say that Johnny Evans will be in charge by that game and that's what we'll do. It'll be a Shakespeare all over again. <laughs> then we'll we have... go up to uh, Newcastle. We'll get hammered. Uh, and then on the last day of the season, the Sunday, and we'll probably be doing a Super Sunday again like we did last season, we are hosting relegation rivals at West Ham United. We'll thrash them. We'll beat West Ham. Right, so you are going to give us four, five, six, seven, eight. You're going to give us 11 points between now and the end of the season. I said 35 plus to stay up. Yeah, that will give us 35. And I'm sorry, I don't think Liverpool... Bournemouth can beat them, but we won't beat Liverpool. It's going to be I know, but you, it's going to be time. This is this is the madness of this season, Chris. It's it, 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 we have a habit of just going, how the hell did we do that, and then lose to these? It's last. I don't think we'll get any other points more than that, though. Either way, no matter how, we might get them different ways than what I've just said, but that's where I'm at. Right. Okay, we're going to, I said, we're not going to judge. I'm just going to literally quickly run through what Jordan has given the players. Uh, on the BBC, the BBC with the Leicester fans, Madison was our top player uh, with 5.72. Um, and then let's have a look what Jordan has been doing. He has given Danny, Danny Ward got a five. Daniel got a five. Disagree. Harry Suter got a seven. Disagree. Valt Faye's got a five. Disagree. Piera got a five. Agree. Jewsby Hall got a five. I love him, but disagree. Papa Mendy got seven. Uh, I feel sorry for Mendy and I kind of agree. So uh, I'd, I'd be giving him a six. So yeah, I agree. Go on. I'll just do it this way, it's easier. Anyway. Booed, apparently. Uh, Castagna got a six. Disagree. He gave Madison a seven. I'm going to have to kind of agree with that because Madison gave it something. Yeah, okay. And then Inacho and Daka both got sixes. Did disagree with Inacho. We do it for Vardy. We do it for anyone else. So I'd give. Yeah, I agree with the six for Daka because at least he scored. But in actual, I disagree with as well. Yeah. Um, Steve says here, uh, if we get a new manager, it might change the way we think. It is. It's just the simple like, God, it wasn't working. It we're losing week in. It's just, it is a new, it's a new thought, fresh ideas. Uh, accidentally played 
on the hub. Oh, sorry, that's going on uh, about the injury. Uh, who was your man of the match? Um, I'm trying to think of a performance that stood out to me, Chris. Um, I know he had a lacking buy moment, but he had the most shots. But I can't give it to Jewsbury all because he was a bit naff today as well. Um, ask me again next week. Can you do that? No. No. <laughs> Shall I give you mine for while you're thinking? I'm, I'm going to give it Ricardo, funny enough. I am actually going to give it Ricardo because I thought he was everywhere today. He was trying to chase everything today. I would give it Ricardo. It's nice to see him back and put in a, someone wearing a shirt with a bit of pride about them and what they're doing. Well, I'm just I'm just having a look at the heat map here, and he was he was up and down that wing a lot, uh, but in fairness, as was a Marty. I mean, Marty, which is which is fucking worrying when your centre back's gone travelling up right wing. Yeah, I mean, a Marty was literally was up there. Um, I tell you, I, I would have given it to, if I'm honest with you, uh, and that's um, Captain James Madison, because he, he was the one that seemed to want to make things happen. You know, everybody else, I mean, you know, we, we had a corner and suddenly it'd end back up with Ward. You know, and yeah. Michael was going to have to come back and he was trying to get the ball and make things happen. Very rarely came off, unfortunately, but at least he was trying to. But like we say, we weren't there. We weren't there, man. We don't know. Uh, we weren't sorry. There. That wasn't a very good uh, <laughs> impersonation. Um, but then again, you know, that, that, <laughs> that was actually Brendan Rogers. But uh, I have to apologise. I might have given you the wrong impression there. So, come on. No. Oh, okay, I'll give you a laugh for it. Was it? It was better than my impression of Brendan Rogers. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't. That's the joke. I've given oh. you the wrong impression. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh you're funny. <laughs> when you explain, though, <laughs> I, when you explain them, it's just not the same, is yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> when it goes over my head, that's just yeah. uh, everybody else in the comments is laughing. Yeah. Now you get chuckled at me for not understanding it. But like, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let me make a note of the time. Uh, that might just get clipped. One fifty-one. Um, talking of clipping, uh, what did he say here? Leicester for life said, "I saw that thing when some uh, someone asked Dave, what do you think of a martini showed Eagle Piggle?'" Leicester for life. How did you know it was Eagle Piggle? Uh, all, all, all I know is right due to having some siblings that I knew that I I, I know it's from like a. CBB show that thing things and I'm pretty sure that stuffed creature that Dave put on had more brain cells than Brendan Rogers today. Well we would agree on that but I've got to be honest with you once you get past I had four children two of them were with the Teletubbies and two of them were with oh, what was the other one that followed Teletubbies? Tweenies Tweenies. I was going to say now now you're talking my language of growing <laughs> yeah. up shows that I had to watch them with my younger siblings. Yes I yeah. have to watch them with my kids um but anyway, we weren't. We weren't. No, I'm not going to do it again. We weren't there. But as you know, Alan Bennett. I honestly thought he might have come back with. Uh, not going to give it to anybody this week. He hasn't. Uh, 
and he went for Mr. Mendy. And can I just I say, mean, I'd like to... I can't remember the gentleman. I think it was, called, it was somebody called David that was in the uh, Facebook group. Because, of course, I post these to the Facebook group before, before the show. And last week he picked Madison. And so I put the thing in. He commented, he went, no way is Madison worth a 10. Oh, the shirt number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... Oh, yeah. There's no, there's, no, there's, there's no way that I can't believe he's gave Mendy a 24 out of 10. <laughs> I'm disappointed. That. I can't believe it. I nearly put that in and tagged him in and went, by the way, this isn't Mendy. Mendy didn't get 24 points this week. Um, but... I, I thought I'm not going to highlight it again, you know, but it did make me laugh. But, but little note saying, I think you'll find that's his shirt number. <laughs> so he wasn't <laughs> in the graphic anyway. But yeah, he'd be screwed if it, he'd be screwed if Danny Ward ever got a man of a match award from yeah. him. <laughs> How did he get it and only get one point? Yeah, you're quite right. You're quite right. But yeah, um, and he was booed like I say when when he came off. So fair play. And I I was surprised he came off. Uh, I didn't think particularly Sumari offered much different when he came on, if I'm honest with you. But uh, look, no. how, have we, how have we managed to talk for nearly two hours about that game? Um, because the pain on the inside is real. You know, you, <laughs> yes. You know what they say about talking about things supposed to help and a problem yeah. shared is a problem half? Fucking not, yeah. It's still hurts. No. <laughs> it still yeah, hurts. It's, it still hurts, but a therapist would have hurt your pockets more. This is true. This is true. So at least, at least we offer free, free, free therapy here for you we lot. Do. So you better subscribe. We do. And look, I need to just show you this because um, Jerry's top with 13. But coming up, and be careful how I say this, coming up hard behind... It's myself and Ian Marshall on 12. Pulling away from fourth place, Brad, who is equal fourth with Ian. Two points ahead of Steve Walsh. Craig is languishing bottom with Steve Linux on five. Uh, I'm sure Craig's doing it just so he doesn't make Steve Linux feel uh, a little bit left out. But uh, Poor Steve. Second. Poor Steve. I tell you what you say, poor Steve. He's getting too bloody good. At, since he started writing them down, he's, <laughs> I don't know why it is, but he suddenly started doing well. Not that I wasn't marking it correctly before, of course, you know. Oh, yes, yes, that, that old one. That old one, yes, indeed. Right, um, Brad, thank you so very, very much, young man. No. Oops, hang on. Hang on. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say that Give everybody a shout out where they can find you That's what I should have uh, done You can find me on my YouTube channel Channel. I can't even speak today guys Ladies and gentlemen I cannot speak You can find me on my YouTube channel Top 10 Battles I did it again there um, Check me out there Follow me on Twitter at My Twitter handle is at Full Time Focus And yeah do do your good stuff here folks Drop a like on the video And, and we're like we're like Leicester's defence today. We're just falling apart at the vital yeah, times. Yeah. Nerves are getting to me. James, thank you very much, young man. We got you coming up soon. So if you want to do or if you'd like to come on at the uh preview show, we would be most welcome. 
Uh, Mike, do you want to stick around and we'll have a chat afterwards? And I'll let me just put the link in here. Um, and then we'll talk Formula One if you are available, Mike, if you want to come in. Uh, let me just uh, paste. Um, the channel that I am on is, let me just put it back up there for you. It's been there all the time. GB News at 1030 uh, myself and the man with the steel balls, as they say. Uh, we will be back Monday night with the Question Time show. I have a feeling we might be talking managers. Yeah, only for the 19th time this year. I know, I know. Well, I think I think we should have a Nathan Jones special. Brad, on that note... <laughs> Take care, buddy. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, sorry, sorry, wrong, wrong, wrong fingers. I meant to salute you, mate. Don't get your middle finger for it. <laughs> You're definitely getting removed now. I'll see you Monday at nine. Take care, buddy. See you Monday. There you go. <laughs> He's gone. How dare he? How dare he do that to me? Uh, no. Be sure to check out Brad's channel, Top 10 Battles. Uh, it is a really good channel if you like your quizzes and your fun. Um, what am I? Where am I later on? Yep, ten thirty, Mike. Like I say, uh, I will just show you what I'm on. I am on that. Mark Dolan tonight, uh, the man from Balls of Steel on Channel Four, won an award for it at ten thirty. And I am a slightly nervous. I don't know why, because I've done telly before, but not done it for a while. So, if you want to watch a grown man make a balls up of himself, <laughs> there we go. Uh, so. Check me out at 10 30. I think it's channel 238, something like that. Uh, it's in that news section, certainly on New View. I don't know what it is on Sky and all the others, but uh, thank you so very much. Oh, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Just when you think it can't get any worse, we have to play another match. I will be back after the news tonight. Uh, I will be back. With you, 9 o'clock, like I say, Monday for the question time. I think we could have an open forum. So if you want to come on and ask questions, get in. Monday at 9 o'clock, we will discuss your questions and uh, we'll leave it at that. We usually pick one to start with, but we're going to go straight in with your questions, I think, on Monday. Um, you are welcome, mate. You are welcome. Uh, it's easier. It's easier to share the pain, isn't it? Mike, a couple of minutes as if you want to join us. If not, not a problem. Uh, I will see you all. See you all tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching. Less Until I Die TV on YouTube. Less Until I Die TV on Twitch. And if you've been listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, whatever that may be, thank you very much for doing that as well, for lending me your ears. You can have them back now. Uh, as normal, at the end of the show, can't bring me friend in. You don't know. You weren't there. Come on, Arnie. <laughs> Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That's all, Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
looking for Dr. Goodhead. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.